Welcome to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice, a semi-fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes semi-semi-food. I'm Jared, and with me as always is... John D. And this week, we're back, a dinosaur story. What? We're back, a dinosaur story. You lost me. We're back. Okay. A dinosaur story. It was a... Is that like a TV movie? Show for, a TV? Uh, yeah, I guess it was a movie, yeah. It, in the 90s. Oh. Uh-huh, you never saw this? Uh, no. All right. Well, um, apparently the entire movie is on YouTube. Or it's clickbait. I don't know. I feel like I don't really need to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Johnny grew her legs back. And now <laughs> she's back. It's up to you. You can tell people what, what really happened if you want to. I don't care. I just had surgery. No uh-huh. big deal. She had surgery. No big deal. Except it was on your spine. It was. It was on my spine. Uh, what's the real episode here, Johnny? I'm going to uh, let you read it. and bees. Because you, you wrote it in stub. Yep. Burbs stub and, meme. Burbs and bees. Yes. Yep. You typed that wrong, but it's fine. Autocorrect tried to fix it, but you told it that you know better. You know what you're doing. Autocorrect turned burbs into burns. Burns? Oh, yeah. well, that's also wrong. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's just quit screwing around here. Uh, here's the thing, Johnny. Uh, I didn't tell you that I was going to do this, but I'm going to derail this immediately. Hey, if you're listening to this right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to our website to a special secret link that I'm going to tell you right now. www.eatchitanddice.com slash. Uh, let me make sure that this is the right thing, that this works. Let me make sure. Let me double check. Yeah. www.eatchitanddice.com slash extra life. All one word. Extra life. Here's the deal, right, guys? Do you like to see kids suffer? I don't. Johnny is shaking her head and she's... Nope, she doesn't approve. She likes to see kids suffer. You, you've heard it here, folks. Uh, no, we're doing, we're doing extra life. We're raising money for Riley Children's Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm going to shove this down everybody's throat constantly for the next month or so. Johnny, do you have anything to say positive about Extra Life? Um, we raise lots of money and it's fun. Great. <laughs> it's not. This is not an event we're running by ourselves this time uh, like we did two years ago. But we're working with a really great group of people here in our hometown that have been putting on the event for several years. And they put together a really solid event. And it's the last year for their event. So donate lots of money. Yep. Um, you don't have to come to the event. You also don't have to give money, but you know, it's, it's we would love if you did. We don't get any money. We don't get no. anything out of this. No, this is to go to Riley well, we get Children's to play Hospital. Games. Well, sure. But we get, to, we can play games whenever we want to. Anyway, I just wanted to do that. Uh, so we don't do like ad breaks here or anything. So I wanted to shove that down everybody's throat first. Okay. And go. So jumping right in there. Let's, uh, the most obvious game for this, at least currently, for this topic is let's just jump right into Wingspan. Yeah. That game's been kind of a hot game ever since it came out early, the beginning of this year, I believe. Mm. Beginning of 2019 or end of 2018. Um, but it's been a pretty hot game consistently since it came out. It came so. out in 1783. Yes. It came out when the first bird took a wing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, in 1783. <laughs> okay. Anyway. It's an engine so, building game, John D. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, it's an engine building game uh, with worker placement as well. It's got birdos. It has birdos and it has uh, board game pieces that look kind of like the Cadbury Easter eggs. Wait. The little Wait, candy. What? The little chocolate. Ugh. Yeah, the candy that comes in the game. The really bad tasting candy that comes <laughs> yeah. with the game. Yes. Yes. What um, about it? It comes with the game. Yeah, some delicious, delicious hard candy comes with the game and you, you can definitely eat it. Probably shouldn't eat it. But what? you probably could you can get eat... the actual Cadbury eggs and play the game with those. But then I wouldn't want to eat it if I've been handling them and putting them all over my board games. So... I mean, you can eat them if you want to, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I also would not advise it. Okay, so Wingspan is from Stonemaier Games. Yes, I've played it at least three times now. And I really enjoy it. And I think the art is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And a really cool thing about this game, and it's starting to get a, bit, a little bit more popular with games anyway, but something that I think is really cool is the fact that all of the birds in there are very accurate. Like, it, it lists, like, what their wingspan is. 
Uh, oh, and is that why it's called wingspan? I don't know, maybe. And and that is accurate, like what their wingspan would be, what they eat, what their living uh, environment would be. Like all of these things are incorporated in, so you're playing a game that, in theory, you could learn something. Like there's been several birds that I've played, and I'm like, hey, I didn't even know that was a bird, or I didn't know that that was in this particular region. The clutch sizes is not necessarily exactly one-to-one accurate, but is approximately equal yes so it's it's a game that uh, that means the amount of eggs that they lay oh yeah it's not the purse it's not a purse that they no carry. Cl- yeah yeah i mean it might be i don't know some, i mean maybe. some weird birds <laughs> i mean a pelican's got the big pouch on yeah it. so if you're one of the three people that doesn't know what wingspan is here's how the game works uh you have what there's four actions you can take you can get resources you can play cards you can hatch eggs and you can do another thing that I can't remember right now. Oh my gosh. What is it? So uh, you can take, take the resources. Yep. Draw a card. Yep. Play a card. Yeah. Lay eggs. That's four things. Yeah. I think you forgot. I think you forgot draw. A card I think so. Because that's different than playing a card. Yeah. It's two different actions. So yeah, but it's an engine building game. So you want to try to play like, oh, I'm going to play this bird. When I play this bird, it lets me draw a card off the top of the deck. When you activate my trap card, it allows me to bring this bird into the shadow realm and banish, <laughs> banish your hit points. Yes. Uh, the game starts out, you get a secret goal, which can help you determine from the beginning, like what direction you might want to go with your birds that you're putting into your different regions. And it's uh, not Yu-Gi-Oh. No, no, I think that's the joke that I was making. But but yeah, if you get a secret gold card and you're like, okay, have the most water birds or whatever, like you know, you need to go after water birds. What? Not what a burger. That's different. Although I do need to go after what a burger. But yeah, there's like 150 different birds Uh, in this game. Something like that. There there are a lot of cards in this game in general. There's a guy. I don't know if it's a guy. There's an individual human person that uh, posted on Reddit a few months ago that they were retheming the game to be about Pokemon, about catching Pokemon, which I think is amazing. Except for why don't they just play the Pokemon card game? Okay. As someone that played the Pokemon card game competitively mm-hmm. and went to tournaments and spent a lot of money on this game, mm-hmm. that game sucks. I would much rather play a Pokemon version of Wingspan because Wingspan is a, a good game. Gotcha. That's why, you know, if you want to play the Pokemon card game, that's fine. You can. You want to throw away all your money on a collectible card game and worry about set rotation and, uh, oh no, Sableye Zubat deck. Great. Good okay. game. Let's get back to Wingspan, though. Um, yeah, what about it? So, what are some things you like? <laughs> what are some things you didn't like? Come on. Uh, um, so, the, yeah, as, as I was saying, there's four actions you can take. The main mechanic here is that you want to lay down bird cards so that you can chain react, essentially, to lay down more bird cards to get more points. So you might have a bird that lets you play another bird, or you have a bird that when you activate it, you can draw a bird off the top of the deck and tuck it behind it because like it's flocking, or maybe it's eating the other bird. Um, you have to have eggs so that you can hatch the birds past a certain point. So you have to you know kind of optimize your egg laying. It, it's it's listed as a medium weight game. I don't know that I would say that it's medium weight. I think I, it's a I lot would, simpler than people are trying to pretend that it is. I would still put it a medium weight, but I'd put it towards the lower end of medium weight. I think the only the only reason that I could buy someone saying it's it's a medium weight game is because all of the cards are different. And there's all the 150 cards are different, different and there's several different ways to score. Mm-hmm. So I think those in itself make it more of a medium weight, because when I think of lightweight games, I think of games that pretty much all can serve as as games that you can play with non-gamers easily. Wingspan, I think non-gamers could pick it up, but not as quickly as they would pick up, say, uh, Topiary. Okay. Well, sure. I guess so, maybe, question mark? Uh, You know, whatever. It's a good game. It's... It's got great components. And... uh, (laughs) So, I have an issue with the Dice Tower that I won't really complain about because it's a minor thing. But the way I don't like the dice tower, I'll just say it. I don't like it. Okay. But now that you're going to say that, you have to expand and tell me. I have to tell why. you why I don't yes. like it. I mean, if you're going to say, just you don't let like me roll something. the dice, just let me roll dice. But, Maybe, just let me roll the dice. Um, there's no rule that says you can't roll the dice right. outside of the dice tower. Right. I know. 
That's how I play it. I, I mean, play... if I'm playing someone else's copy and they have the dice tower and it's put together and they're like, let's use the dice tower. Okay, fine, great. Sure, right. whatever. I play it with the dice tower because that way the dice don't go all over everywhere. Oh, mm. I have a... I have a board game table with a well, so like they're not okay. going to fall off. Yes, but, but they can hit other everybody. people's boards and move their cards sure. around. Sure. And it's fine. I like it for that reason, and it's very thematic. It's very cool looking. Yeah, well, sort of. So it's a bird. It's a birdhouse. House, but that's where the food resources come from. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, I mean, <laughs> except for have you seen birdhouses? Many birdhouses are also bird feeders well the three sorry the four bird feeders that we have don't look like a birdhouse well there are many that do maybe maybe go to wildbirdsunlimited.com and buy a birdhouse i don't know if they have birdhouses i know they have bird feeders and bird seed okay well this is this has been this is awful so far but you know thanks for sticking with us (laughs) (laughs) right wingspan is right now listed as the number one ranked game in family so it, it won uh, the spiel yep. last year. Yep. And uh, it's got really great components, really high quality components. And a lot of people have already been upgrading their... their yeah, you pimped yours out. Yeah. Um, by... Uh, you can get 3D printed things on Etsy. Uh, Meeple or, Source has like a million And birds. so does... Um, BGG has um, upgraded tokens as well. Yeah. So lots of places to upgrade your components and make yeah, everything awesome if you're into that. So... All right, great. Well, uh, okay. Now, do you want to complain about a thing? <laughs> sure. Um, so we played Grackles from Fireside Games, and I'm not the biggest fan of abstract games. You know, I, I'm not usually like occasionally one will surprise me, and I'll be like, "Hey, I really like this," even though it's abstract. Um, Grackles was definitely not among my favorite games I've ever played, and I honestly can say I would not play it again. Uh, with that said, I can see the merit in it for people that do yeah. like, if you're into abstract games, I've been led to believe that this will be right up your alley. Yes. Like, I'm not going to say it's a bad game. It's not, it's just not for us. Right. And I also found out later that Jared was playing it wrong. He was playing one rule wrong. I don't know that we all weren't, but I, I was not. I definitely remember doing a thing that. So when Wasn't you're allowed. So, okay. The way the game works, you have, yes. How does the game work? John D. So there is, you have little tokens. Did we say fireside games? I did. Okay, well, fireside games. So you have little tokens that represent your, your crackle birds. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one crow. of those giant blackbirds that yeah. you see in every city. Big old birds. So you have lots of little tokens in whatever color oh you're God. playing. John D. We're going to get so many angry tweets from bird, bird ornith- ornithologists. It's in the crow raven family. <laughs> the craven family. <laughs> yes. Uh, not to be confused with Wes Craven. So anyway, um, the tokens represent your grackles. And it's supposed to be kind of like grackles sitting along on a, um, uh, like a power line. Mm. So whenever you place them, you have to place them. You can place them in a long row, but you have to be able to place one of your color on each side of the row to determine how far you can go out. What some of us were doing wrong was you can't do an L shape. Right. Unless you start a whole new row from that L shape. You can't you can't use your first row as what you're building the new row off of. You have to actually use two new tokens in order to do that. Now, what you can do is continue the line that you've already started if there's yes another valid placement but yeah basically it's it's like it's kind of like othello or reversi except you can't flip over other people's tiles you can just place yours in a row yes between two of your colored tiles it's a really easy game to learn it didn't take us long obviously tile uh, placement we missed um, a rule yeah but overall it's a really easy game to learn it's really quick to play and if you like strat like abstract like strategy type games like this definitely give it a try because it's probably up your alley if you like abstracts yeah uh, i mean as far as abstract games go it's again i'm not a big fan of them but having played this i'm like okay yeah if you're into this i i, I could definitely see you being into this there, there is some strategy it's not just drop the tile and drop down things because you can rotate the tiles if you have 
a valid rotation. You know, you can set yourself up for a, a like a good placement by trying to trick your opponent into rotating it for you. But it's right. a lot. I mean, there's, there's it, for me, it's just there. a lot of just okay. Well, for me, yeah, it just wasn't. I'm gonna put my disc on the color, and yeah, I guess these are birds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it it has a very loose like bird theme put mm -hmm. on top of it because it just it could just as easily be uh, people standing in line. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you, uh, yeah. Well, it could just easily just that. not be a theme at all. Right. It could just as easily just be a little strategy game. I mean, to be fair, it does say, it, it does describe itself as a lightly themed abstract strategy and game. And that's 100% right. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. So, no real complaints other than the fact that the game is just not for me. Right. The only complaint that I have is that, it, just, just like with trick-taking games, I am into Euros. That's my complaint. <laughs> and that's not really, it's just no, a, it's this not. game is not for me. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, not every game has to be. Right. Doesn't mean that it's not a good game for someone. Very true. But moving on to another one that I really am not sure is a good game for anyone. Well, okay. That's a little harsh, but yeah, go on. Be Lives. We will only know summer. So you might recall when this Kickstarter was up, Jared and I were both really excited about this one. And yeah, it's a thing. We got it. We have now played it. It is not the worst game ever. No, it's not. But there are many games that are far better in the same genre. This one is too clunky, and there's just too much to it for so, what it is. So there's um, there's a lot going on in this game, which is not a, a bad thing. Um, it just seems like maybe one or two of the things could have maybe been taken out, and it would have been uh, more streamlined, mm -hmm. I will say. The thing I hated the most, the most clunky thing about it. So, okay, I guess we should. Yeah, we should. The we game. Should, yeah. The game itself, you play as uh, a beehive and you have to get through uh, spring, summer and fall so that uh, so that you can then survive the winter because mm -hmm. the winter is the hardest season for a beehive to survive. Uh, throughout the game, wild beehives will be popping up and you have to either take those over or they could cause you problems that was a very that's the part i hated the most it yeah. was too clunky it was, it was too complicated fiddly. it was really fiddly and i feel like that could just be gone or at least extremely simplified so it's a worker placement game yes and the workers are your bees because sure of course they are because that's how bees work so you can um scout out a new area which means draw a tile from the bag and place it out you can go forage I don't remember what it's called, but it's you go forage. get pollen and honey and stuff. Yeah. You can fight other beehives, whether that be another player or one of these wild ones. And you're basically just doing that to either eliminate the wild beehives from from board. Steal their honey. And you're also doing it to steal honey so that you get honey more quickly. But when you steal honey, you also gain disease. Yeah, your bees get sick because yeah. they, get, they get dirty. So you can clean them. <laughs> you can... It's just there's so much to the game. and It's not a bad game. I, I, I did enjoy it. But while we were playing it, I was like, what is the point of this? Of X action? Like, wh why why do I care about this? Why do I care about... You can assign your bees to like preemptively defend your hive. So yeah. that if you think someone's going to attack you that turn, it's harder but for them. But then if they don't, you're like, you've you've completely lost the ability to have done the things with those workers. And I get it. Yeah. I get that's just a thing. Um, I didn't care for it. I did not care for the way that the wild beehives worked. Mm -hmm. They were just... So the way they worked when it was when it's the wild beehives turn or whatever, depending on the season, there's like a priority list for what they would do. And you mm -hmm. have to go through the priority list and... Sometimes they're going to just forage for whatever closest thing. And if they can't do that, then they're going to attack. And they, they may attack a player or they may attack a another wild beehive. And the crap you have to go through whenever one wild beehive attacks another wild beehive is just stupid. Now, I will say this. The game is very, like, scientifically 
correct. Correct. It's very well done from a scientific standpoint. It is. I will give them that. And I will give them the fact that they did a fantastic job at their iconography. Now, if I were making a business decision, I would maybe eliminate a few of the mechanics to streamline the game. And yeah, okay, so we're ignoring the fact that maybe bees do this particular behavior. But for the sake of streamlining the game, maybe that's a decision that you would want to make. I don't know. I mean, games are supposed to be fun, and it's not like we didn't have fun playing it. But a lot of it was, John D., what, why are we doing this? What, why, what is, what's happening How did right this now? work again? <laughs> and, and the rule book was problematic. It was not badly written, but it was badly organized. So there was a lot of having to spend a lot of time going through the rule book trying to find things because they were in weird places or... Which, honestly, by the end of the game, we didn't need to do because we had figured out... For like, the most part. There was a card that we flipped over that we had never seen. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this means on the first turn, the wild the wild oh, bees yeah. attack the closest bees. Like great. I said, the iconography was great. But, like, trying to figure out how the beehives worked <laughs> and uh, how, how different parts of a turn work and what order... I mean, oh, and according to the rule book, there is an additional like step in turns that was not listed on the player aid. So yes, that's that true. took us a second to go, wait a minute. What is okay. the real book saying uh, I've here? I've got these baby egg bees. When did they hatch? And I, I, that's not on yeah, the you asked me that. Here. And then I said, it's in the brood phase. And you were like, there's uh, not a brood, there's phase, not a brood phase. And I was like, there is in the rule book. And then we were like, Oh, it's not on the player aid. So that was a confusing thing. I mean, it was, it was something that we figured out very quickly. Yeah, it was easy to figure out. But, to, you know, you know I feel like their audience could be a lot wider than just gamers because of the time, because yeah. it's scientific. And yeah. And actually th- this game was featured in a science magazine that I can't remember the name of. I, I had looked it up earlier, but I don't remember now. And, and I feel like if like you have a doctorate in bees and you read this magazine, you're like, Oh my God, they made a board game about bees. Cause you don't know anything about board games. You go out and buy this and you can't figure it out at all. We're yeah. like, I'm not trying to like brag or anything, but we're pretty experienced gamers. Yeah. And it, it's not like we looked at it and said, what the heck does any of this mean? It's, I mean, we figured it, it out. It was, we looked at it and we said, okay, this is how this works. Now flip three pages ahead to find out what they're talking about here. If you yeah. have not played games, I think it's going to be very overwhelming. Yes. I think I you're going to look at it and go, why did I spend $80 on this? Yeah. What, 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 what was I thinking? I can't figure so this out. With the cost of the Kickstarter game itself, plus shipping, I don't feel like the experience I got was worth the money I spent. That's fair. That's very, is it valid. a bad game? Not necessarily. Is it worth the money I spent on it? I don't feel like it was. I would say if you can, if you pick this up on sale, Honestly, it. pick it up. Yeah. If if, if worker placement games, if you can get it at a really games, good price, uh, go for it. And if you like worker placements and you don't yeah. mind something that's going to be a bit of a, a brain boggle at first, go for it. I mean, it does list its playing time as thirty to one hundred and twenty minutes, and I think we were right at that. That was pretty minutes. accurate. I think yeah. that was pretty. And accurate. it probably would be faster the next time we play it because yeah. we wouldn't have to spend so much time like looking things up in right, the rule book. Right. And I'm not saying I will never play it again, but it's definitely not. I'm, I'm glad I have it. I will keep it in my collection. It doesn't need to be cold, but it is definitely not one that I'm going to want to play again and again. So I think my favorite aspect of it, um, one of the actions you can take is um, like physically making your hive larger. So you spend the what the honey resource and you assign a bee to work that space and it grows the potential size of your hive which yes. means that whenever you lay eggs on the next turn, um, rather than a bad thing happening, which is, well, it's not bad, but a, a, a sort of bad thing. You're talking swarm. about the swarming. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I'll explain in a second. And, um, and it makes sense because bees are going to build yeah. onto their, onto the, like, they're going to build honeycombs, they're yeah. going to build wax, and that means that your bee colony, colony they call, do they call them colonies? Yeah. So true. then your bee colony can get bigger. Right, because if you if you don't spend the resources and the action to grow the hive, whenever you have the like egg laying phase, um, if there's not enough space, your bees are swarm, swarm. Yeah, which means that you lose half of your bees to the board. Um, which I feel like that makes sense if they're swarming, then yeah, bees are going to die. They're like leaving, and then maybe they go to a new hive. You have the option of doing that and assign a new queen, and you lose. All of your resources, because of course you do. That makes sense. Your bees left where the resources were. They're not going to bring them with them. Right. So I did I did like that there was kind of a 
a balancing act of letting your hive get too big. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I had optimized the crap out of my oh, hive by the end of the sure game. Did. You <laughs> sure did. That that yeah. I had what nineteen bees at the at the end there. Yeah, something like that. You had a lot of bees. Uh, but I still had to feed them. I got towards the end and realized that I had no way of expanding my beehive mm -hmm. quickly enough. And the last thing that happened to me was swarming. So I lost right, half, you lost half bees. of your bees. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you still have to, you have to collect enough resources to feed them. Cause if you don't feed them, they die. They starve. Yeah. And when you f do the forage action, your bees get diseased. So you also have to worry about like, okay, I can't forage too much this round because I will lose too many bees to disease when, when the eggs are whatever it's, it, it is a process. And I think that it does a very, very good job of accurately describing how a bee colony works, which is great. However, there's also another game that we played that was about bees and their, and their I would process. say along the lines of somewhat accurate as well, but it was very simple. It was a lot easier. And I, I don't want to say it's a better game, but I think it was a more pleasant experience Yes, because it wasn't us spending an hour and a half reading a rule book and then two hours playing a game. Yes. Um, I guess we should just switch topics here. Waggle, Waggle dance. dance. Um, unfortunately, the game is currently out of print as far as I'm aware. Um, but I did look the other day and there were a number of copies available on the board game geek marketplace. So if this game, if it sounds neat, you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's very similar to Roll For It or Las Vegas Dice or any of those kind of games where you roll a bunch of dice and then assign them as essentially workers. And then, um, but it's bees. So for people that don't know, Waggle Dance, the title of the game, is also an actual bee term. Yeah. For a... It's um, how the bees communicate stuff. So according to Wikipedia... Oh, yes, yes. It's a term used in beekeeping and ethology for a particular figure eight dance of the honeybee. By performing this dance, successful foragers can share information about the direction and distance of patches to flowers yielding nectar, pollen, to water sources or new nest site locations with other members of the colony. Yeah, uh, it's a real thing. And it's somehow the bees... No, bees know math. Did you know that, John D.? Bees know math. It has been scientifically shown so that they're bees smarter than know me. math. Well, they're smarter than some people. Um, but <laughs> uh, so Waggle Dance is, I guess you'd call it. It's a dice placement game. With some set collection because you're. Uh, the set that you're collecting is you're trying to flip your hive tiles from the honeycomb side to the honey side. Yeah, but I would think overall it's it's a. It's, a, it's definitely dice rolling worker placement. Yeah. But the workers are, your are dice. the dice. And it, you know, it, there are one A through G. Yeah. There's several actions that you can do um, things like, uh, getting, laying eggs, hatching mm -hmm, eggs, mm -hmm. collecting nectar, uh, turning, yep. like actually putting, putting honey in a honeycomb, which would be flipping over one of your right. honeycomb tiles to honey, drawing a card, which the cards mm -hmm, the make cards other great. things a lot easier to yeah. do, but they're one-time use. So it's not like you're going to get a card and, and it's going to completely unbalance the game because it's like a, I'm going to do this really cool thing. And right. now the card's gone and I can't do that cool thing again, unless I get another card. Right. So basically you start with a number of dice, uh, six dice, I think. Yes. Um, everybody rolls all their dice all at once. And then in turn order, you assign dice to the board, which is actually just a series of cards but you, they're laid out in a specific way. So maybe you want to this round. Um, okay, so I've got a six. I'm going to place this six on the empty spot on lay an egg. So if someone wants to do that action, they cannot use a six because the six is already claimed. So, okay, well, you have to use a two now. Great. But you wanted to use that two to get this pollen because you need that pollen for action Right. And there are Whatever. certain there are certain uh, actions that require doubles. Yes. So yep. if you don't have doubles to or you build, really need to use those it? numbers somewhere else to, um, hatch, an to egg hatch an egg, you need and doubles to convert your honeycomb to honey. Yes. Those both need doubles. Yeah. So if you didn't roll a lot of doubles or if you only rolled one set of doubles, but you also need those numbers for something else that you need to do, um, just like with any worker placement, then you're going to have to be assessing which thing is more important. So, uh, I won that one. Do you know what I think is very interesting What about these two games? 
they have very similar complexity ratings on Board Game Geek. I can see that. Although I would, because I would, th- I would feel, I feel like Beelives could fit into that once you learn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very overwhelming when you're trying to learn it. But as far as complexity, sure. I'll get, I, I, I kind of see that. So uh, Waggle Dance, to compare it to uh, Beelive's rule book, it's a poster. It's just like a, a small poster. Yeah. It has every rule. Very easy to easy. Very to find. easy. It, it did not take any time when we needed to look up what the different cards did. It was really easy to know exactly yeah. where to look. It was. There's a short game, medium game, long game. I love that it one. Game doesn't do matter that. how many players you have. You can adjust the length of the game, which I think is great. I love when games do that. So, John, you've never played Roll For It or Las Vegas Dice, right? I have not. I have played dice placement games, but not either one of those. So uh, I would say it is more comparable to the new version of Las Vegas Dice that has like action cards and stuff, which I think is out now, but I'm not sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I feel like these kinds of games are very hard to describe because basically you're just rolling your dice and putting them in specific places based on what you want to do. But without having the cards in front of you to say, okay, this is what this does. This is what this does. This is what this does. I I think it's hard to describe exactly how this game works because podcasts are, are not a visual medium at all. So you have to imagine what does this game look like? And if I say, okay, imagine 12 cards laid out on the table in a row well, with I mean, some if, cubes you're, on them. if you're not a gamer at all, I can see that. But, you know, gamers are used to knowing that worker placements have different areas. The different areas do different things. In yeah. this case, those places, instead of being on a board, they're cards. And the cards, uh, A, B, C, A, B, C are three cards. And then D and then is D, a... Which is six cards six in a cards. circle. And then E, F, e, F G. G are mm-hmm. the three on the other side of that. And each one of the cards or sections do something different. Yeah. And... The the D section is all of the um, like pollen cards. So, for example, three, you can play as many as many dice as you want to on the three and the majority will get more pollen. If there's a tie, there's some different rules. But basically, if I have three dice on one and Jared's got two dice and Kat also has two dice, I'm going to get two of that particular nectar and then Jared and Kat will each get one. No. No? No. If we're tied for second, I, uh, I don't have the flow chart in front of me. But I think if you're tied for second, you don't get anything. Gotcha. Okay. If you're tied for first, you split one and one. That's right. That's right. You are correct. But if if you're tied for second, you don't get anything. Because you don't, I guess? Bees? It makes it so that it's a somewhat limited resource to each, yeah. each round, which is kind of cool. The game itself is pretty quick. I really liked it. And I want to play it more. Me too. I'm 100% with you there. I kind of want to, I've taken this into the downstairs area, which is where we keep our like intro games when we have people over that don't play a lot of board games. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely earned its place down there. It's very easy to teach. It's quick. It, you really don't have very many choices because your choices are limited by what dice rolls you have, mm-hmm. which maybe is not a good thing for some people. Maybe some people want the choices of all actions. Well, if they do, but, then just play a straight worker placement. Yeah, just play a normal worker placement game, and and then you can do that. I like dice games because, and this is the reason why some people don't, I like the luck factor mm-hmm. in the game. Some people f- absolutely don't want a luck factor in their game, and that's that's fair. Yeah. I like dice games, and I like the luck factor in a game, so. Well, um, if you ever come across a copy of Waggle Dance, you should look at it. You should check it out. Um what is it? Grubbin Grubbin Games is the publisher. Yes. And I don't know who they are, but I will say this. There are some relatively cheap copies on the Board Game Geek marketplace. Uh, Most of them are in Europe, so you'll have to pay a shipping if you're in America. But yeah, I would recommend this one very, very much so. Yeah, I would too. But moving on to another one that we also really enjoyed is bees mm-hmm. and that one is from um what game company makes mm-hmm. that one i can't even i'll tell you it's action phase games uh, which is thank in- you. indie boards and cards which is 
indie games publishing. What are they indie called now? Indie game studios. Indie game studios. Yeah. Yes, and I, 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 the designer we met at Geekway a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, super nice. Marcus guy. Ross. Yeah. Yes, yeah, super nice guy. And uh, so bees is a. I'm sorry. It's what now? Bees. bees. It's all caps. There's five e's and an exclamation park. Exclamation park. Park. It's an exclamation. Exclamation park. Yes. <laughs> It is a real-time dice rolling game. I wrecked game. you guys on this. Yeah, you did. Uh, Jared's really fast, and <laughs> he can pick up things with his weird brain very quickly. So I'm over there, like, rolling dice, and it takes me a minute every time I roll the dice to process what I've just rolled and figuring out what to do with it. Jared was just like, roll, 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 put my dice everywhere. I mean, he was so fast. I mean, you did. You just, like, destroyed us in that game this one is also similar to roll for it or las vegas dice so but gonna, it adds the real time yeah it's real time you're all gonna roll your dice and then there are hives like little hexes that have numbers on them and you have to place your dice and if you have the majority when the die pool is full for that tile you take that tile you add it to yours yes and so you have one in front of you i think it's one in front of you and then uh there's ones in front of your the person on either side of you and you mm -hmm. can put your dice on theirs or on yours yeah and it's set collection because you want to the, the, the way the scoring works is if they're the same colors touching each other so if you say oh my god johnny has like three blues over there in a row i'm going for it because i need those blues i'm gonna steal them from her right which he did a lot mm-hmm and, I stole from Jeremy mostly. Well, you know, I think we've pointed out the fact that anytime <laughs> our gaming group can pick on somebody, for some reason, we all pick on him first and then we pick on you second. Mm -hmm. And then it's uh, up in the air as to who. It depends on who's, who. Yeah. Who's, yeah. Who's playing after that, um, it could be me. It could be Kat that gets picked on. Could be Larry. Oftentimes it's me that gets picked on after that. Our friend Larry, uh, we like to pick on him. Uh, we don't pick on our friend John. No, no, because no, he will take it personally. <laughs> he will he will make it his life's mission to to ruin, to ruin your you yeah, at least just, for the rest of that day. He, yeah. he, he is going to ruin you, <laughs> and and he will tell you he's like, yep, okay, you're my target for the well, rest you, of the day. You blocked my move on this game, so the next game we play, I'm coming after you. Yeah, which is fine. You know, it's as long as as long as you know he's not doing it because he's mad. Yeah, he's, he's not literally he mad. It's funny. That's just his play style yeah. i actually got him to play a whole day of uh no we played nothing but backstabby games and i wasn't sure he was gonna enjoy mm. that but he actually enjoyed both of them so cool um bees now i don't know about the retail release i i would imagine it still does the like bee tokens are these little I think they're erasers, they're like, but I haven't like those tried. Kids erasers, yeah. So that you get like when you when you were a kid and you could get the different shaped erasers. I remember having ladybugs was one mm -hmm. that I had, or like the Lisa Frank um, things. But yeah, so they're like little. They're like those little erasers, but they're little bees. We posted a picture of them on our our uh, Instagram. Yeah, I'm not totally convinced that they're not erasers, but I don't want to try. Well, yeah, because you don't want to mess one up. Yeah. But they're really cool, and I, I really like them. I posted them on my Instagram, and I'm pretty sure I posted them on ours as well. And I also posted a picture the other day of all the games that we've played for this episode, I believe. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. Uh, if you're not into real-time games, just don't even... Don't even look at this because it is... You know, I disagree. Really? I disagree because real-time games, that genre... genre generally freaks me out and gives me anxiety uh -huh. this one did not okay i put this one kind of in the same area as like blend off and i enjoy blend off okay. i'm not good at it and i i as long as i go into it knowing that i'm probably not going to be fast enough to win so it's just about trying to enjoy the experience great it doesn't stress me out like some real-time games do okay well okay then never mind if you hate real-time games play this <laughs> I think for me, I, the it's mitigated by the fact that I like dice games, so okay. that might help a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I also tricked you into playing Escape: Curse of the Temple, and I didn't hate it. Yeah, I don't think you loved it. I did it. not love it, but I did not hate it. I didn't rage quit it. That's true. It wasn't like the one very. Well, two at this point, because I also got up and point blank refused to play Paramedics Clear anymore. Oh, okay. After like a round and a half, I was like, nope, I'm done. See you later. 
Well, John D dumped Galaxy Trucker back into the box while we yeah. were all still trying to we've, play because she was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times. So Yeah. Um, anyway, so Kickstarter. 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 Yes. Kickstarter. So have you Kickstarter. ever have you ever wanted to play a game about Well, knitting? not anymore. Introducing Kickstarter. <laughs> have you ever wanted to play a game about knitting? All well, the time, John D. You can. Only all the time, but but John D. How does it work? I don't have the page in front oh, of me. Oh, great. You're the one that's seen the game, right? I do. You saw it at Gen Con, Yeah, correct? it was called something different at the time, but let's let's not talk about that. Let's talk about it now. It's called Arch Ravels. Uh, spin into the colorful world of fiber arts. Collect, craft, and compete against your friendly rivals. It's a knitting game. Um, I will say this. It is kind of along the same idea as... Um, like Scoville or Santa's workshop. So you got to collect resources and then you trade in those resources as, as quote unquote, as recipes to do things. Although in our travels, it's like, okay, you can knit mittens or a stuffed animal or a scarf, just depending on what the pattern is. You, you might need a yellow, a, a, a purple, a blue and a red. Okay, cool. You made a scarf, trade that in, get some points. Oh, but this one's special. This one's worth double points. If you have if you can do four purple, whatever, whatever the recipes are. We played this at Gen Con mm-hmm. and I said, okay, can I buy this right now? I will buy one of your prototypes off of you. They didn't, they didn't. They didn't go for that. No, they didn't want to sell me one of their prototypes. They said that they needed it for, for other shows that they were going to, which is fine. Okay, guys, that's fine. I'll wait until the Kickstarter, which is now, by the way. Well, the it's Kickstarter for, is now. XYZ but, Game Labs. Yeah, maybe by next gen con you'll be able to have it but oh well. and and i have to say that on the side of the box there's a dinosaur wearing a turtleneck sweater there is and it's adorable so here's here's how this game works there's an action phase where you select an action um my understanding is that the different player boards have different actions so there's different stuff that you can do or maybe they do them more effectively. Like they have different numbers. Maybe this person does two, this person does three, whatever. Um, so you quote unquote go shopping, which is, um, collecting the yarn balls from the center of the board, which then gets you the little tokens. Um, you craft items using the recipes with the yarn that you got from the shopping phase. Um, you can also, maybe you have a special action where you can change the color of your yarn. You can, you have the, like the dye action or something. You can change the color if you need another one. Um, the special request tiles are like mandatory quests that you have to do, but they're worth more points. So you can sabotage other players by giving them those event cards or doing them yourself. Uh, there was not anything about this game that I was like, well, that that's cool. But what if this were different? Everything about this game was mind blowing to me. Yeah. And it's gotten a lot of good uh, comments from the reviewers that took a look at it uh, for previews. So I feel like this is just going to be, it's, it's not an expensive game. And I feel like for, the uh, complexity of the game, I think it's probably going to be a really good gaming experience. Game Trays is doing, um, I, I don't know if they're doing an insert, but the the, the yarn bowls. Oh, I have to do the yarn balls. Oh, um, there is a deluxe edition that has yeah. uh, realistic resources, which are little yarn balls. Like, I have to have those. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess you don't have to. You can use the little wooden no, tokens, but I it's have gonna to be, have them. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's great. It cool. comes with wood tokens anyway, which is great. Yeah, but uh, for this kind of game, I feel like I I just really need to up that experience mm-hmm. to like little yarn balls, because I a hundred percent see myself getting this game and taking it over to play with my mother-in-law, who has been knitting for like a gazillion years, and yeah. she will really love this. Because of it's an it appears to be a very accessible game as it far is. as ease to play, yeah. and adding like the little yarn balls will just make it even cooler for sitting down with a family that aren't necessarily gamers, but you know you got yarn balls and stuff. So. Yeah, um, uh, I think they're billing this as like a puzzle game. It's not really 
but I don't know what else you would call it. I mean, it's resource management for sure because you got to collect the the yarn balls and then spend the yarn balls to get points. But man, when we looked at this at Gen Con, woof, I wanted it immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm, I'm very excited that it's hit Kickstarter. I'm all in on this. Yeah. Two to four players, 45 minutes average time. Yeah, you guys should check it out. We'll have a link in the episode notes, or you can just Google it yourself if you really want to. Yes. I'm, but I'm very excited about this. About this. It's Me too. Day one almost funded completely, so i fairly confident you're going to yeah. get it. Yeah, so go check it out. Yes. And then what else, Jundi? So this one is not a Kickstarter that's up yet, but we wanted to talk about it because and we'll it talk about fits it more into when it... our theme. We will mention it again when it's up. But from Elf Elf Creep Grain Games is Whoa, boy. Great Elf Creep Grains is Elf Creep Oh my god. Elf Creek Games. Thank you. <laughs> they have their third Kickstarter coming out or a third third game coming out called Honey Buzz. Yeah, soon. So maybe you can guess it's going to be launching on November the 5th. So and I I, I bet you can guess why we're talking about it since this episode was um, let me think. Um, is it is it because? Um, yeah, no, I don't know, John D. Why? I already said. But. Oh. So in this game, badgers. It is, as you might imagine, a worker placement because that really makes sense for a bee game. Yeah, it like, really does. It really does. It really makes. Well, a lot I mean, of what sense. else are you gonna do with bees? Right. I mean, I guess you could do a card game. That's a personal challenge, by the way, guys. If you're listening to this and you say, I'll show you what I can do with bees. Yes. Other than like bringing them to my house. (laughs) Don't 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 do that. I don't want that. Don't mail them to us. (laughs) Uh, So it is a a bee. uh, Oh, they call it a bee placement game. A worker bee. Worker bee placement. Sure. Uh, The players expand a beehive by drafting various honeycomb tiles that give you various actions that are triggered throughout the game. So... I have not played this game yet. It sounds a lot like a pretty standard worker placement with a cool theme. Kat and I looked at it at Gen Con and there's a lot going on here. Um, at least in the, the demos that they were running. I'm not sure like with B lives. I'm not sure that the complexity of the game makes it a better game, but we didn't actually play it. We just looked at it being played by other people for, yeah, the, uh, not the whole game. The playing time on this one is less. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 30 to 30 90, to 90 minute yep. game. And the art is really, the, the art that we've seen so far is really nice. It's kind of a watercolory uh, style. It's really pretty. And I have to say, I haven't played it yet, so I can't endorse the game as far as playing it. But it looks like a game that I might enjoy. So I will probably be backing the game. Yeah, I will at least look at it again once it hits Kickstarter. And it has beeples. It Well, then I'm definitely not backing it <laughs> if it has beeples. <laughs> uh, no, I it's it it was there wasn't anything that I'm going to say that like, oh, well, I looked at it and it looks like a bad game because it doesn't. It just looked a little bit overly complicated for what it was, which is again how I feel about Bee Lives. That's not a bad thing if you are into more complicated games. I mean, I am into more complicated games, but not all of my friends are. So it's harder to get some of them to play these longer, more complicated games. Like, I want to play Twilight Imperium. Not happening. Johnny refuses. Yep. She doesn't want to commit to the time and the complexity. Yep. But until I've seen this played or played it myself, I don't know that it is overcomplicated. It may be pretty simple. So it looks like a fun game to me, and... If you like worker placements and an- animals and bees, give it a, give it a go. Take mm-hmm. a look at the Kickstarter when it launches November 5th. Yeah, I mean, it's still they're still fine-tuning it from what I understand. So maybe some of the stuff that I saw at Gen Con will be changed. Maybe they were told, like, hey, I really like this, but why does this one step take five minutes? Yeah, it's got apparently some drafting in it. Mm-hmm. There's some memory situation going on. Yeah. But a lot of it is just engine building uh, with your hive. You know, uh, the actions that you take to build your hive may mm-hmm. influence what actions you have available in the future. Yep. So So we'll know, talk about it more when standard. the Kickstarter launches. Yeah. Uh, what else, John? Do you have any food? Uh, I like honey in my tea. Great. <laughs> 
playing this game, uh, playing the B games uh, over the last few weeks have made me want to have tea with honey in it more often because mm-hmm. it makes me think about honey. And you know what else? Honey is really, as long as you buy local honey, it's really good to help you with allergies. Oh, okay. I mean, you could just go outside that. and eat some dirt too. And that well, honey help. tastes better. That's true. So, but you have to, if, if you want to try to eat it to help dirt with your allergies... Or- bee or honey honey bee honey uh you have to buy locally sourced honey right because those are the pollens the pollens that are near you you. Mm -hmm. but so yeah that's my food okay cool well i think that's that's pretty much all we've got um i am going to again really quickly mention a couple of things uh i i really feel strongly about whoa johnny what's going on that was not me yeah that was siri oh it wasn't Siri. Oh, it was whatever. It was, uh, it was okay, Google. Google. It was um, okay. I, I really okay. feel strongly about Extra Life and about raising money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals. So, again, I'm going to ask. You do not have to give us money. However, what I would ask is that you pass along the information. I don't care if you give money to our local children's hospital. I don't care if you give money to any local children's hospital. I just want you to pass that information along that the extra life event is happening so that maybe someone in your family might be like, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Susie's kid was, uh, was a, a a miracle network kid or whatever. So maybe, maybe just go to the website. It's going to be going to be again listed in our episode notes and check it out and see, maybe you want to help out. Maybe you don't no pressure. We'll, we'll be sharing it pretty regularly on our, our various social medias. Mm-hmm. And if you are a person that is on Discord, we do have a Discord channel. Yes. And we have been very uh, occasionally posting the invite link to our various social media as well. So you can... And we do. I believe we have a link for it I on our website. Yeah, I think so. If we don't, we, think will, I did that? we will get on top of that <laughs> and make sure. So join our... Building community. Oh, yeah. here's, here's what we're supposed to say. Uh, join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Instagram us on Instagram. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, other things. Click that notification bell. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> what up, YouTube fam? This your boy. Here again today to talk to you about Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Until next time, Johnny, you can eat shit and dice. Shit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international. Did we get it? You're supposed to mute. You're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to turn that off, John D. I did not know that my phone would, or that my watch would continue making sounds if my phone was on mute. I thought that mm. one made the other. What'd you Google there? What, what, what'd you Google? I don't know. Uh, okay, I, here are some results. Yeah. Here's what I found. Stupid Google.